Phil, that was uh, Dr. Marge Britt. Uh, very, very uh, interesting person, great uh, insights. And, and what I was fascinated by was, uh, you know, she, 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 well, she has a, a doctorate in education from the University of Massachusetts in education. And I think she was focused on curriculum development. And about 35 years ago, she went through a very painful divorce. And that's when she started to seek uh, uh, spirituality, something more meaningful, deeper. Uh, and uh, for many people that we've talked to and people in general, uh, uh, often a bad situation leads them down the spiritual path. Not always, but that can happen. So, yeah. Oh, it happens very frequently in, my, in all my research. Um, it's often the case that, uh, you know, suffering and pain and dark periods lead people to say, well, you know, what, what's going on here? What's the meaning? What's this all about? But it's also true that sometimes it's the opposite, that people have lives that were, you know, uh, sort of charmed and blessed, and they have everything and all the stuff they stri strived for. And then they still feel unhappy or empty, and that leads to a search. What else is there? What's right. what, what? What am I missing here? Right, right. Yeah, no, yeah, people, it's an it, it, interesting subject matter for a book even, the different paths that lead people uh, on spiritual pursuits. It could come from uh, having so much and not having happiness from it and, and uh, being devastated and looking for more. And Or just like me and you, just ordinary, well, I speak to myself, Joe's walking down the street and and, and you know, actually, for for me, it was it was this turbulence of the '60s, and getting yeah. very excited about the new world and the new age, and everything was going to be wonderful. And then around I don't know 1969, 1970, things started to get a little ugly uh, in, in terms of pro, it got a little bit rough. Uh, there was a dark side that came out, and then I thought there must be something else. And then uh, you know, for me, a TM came along, and it was a message of inner development, to, changing inside. Uh, to affect outside, and, and I really took to that, and uh, I, I still believe that, uh, although uh, it, it ain't as easy as I thought it was going to be, uh, either in terms <laughs> no. of my own development yeah. or the development of the world. No, I think that too is common. Yeah. Yeah. But how, how about you, case, Phil? What, what, what's what, that? Were you like that? What, what, what was your mindset when you started? Yeah, I, I went through tremendous transformation when I discovered Eastern spirituality and meditation. Everything in my life changed radically, and I thought it would just be easy and blissful from then on. But, you know, life has a way of uh, yeah. delivering your karma, and you find out it's not as easy as you thought and that the world wasn't going to change uh you know, quite as quickly as we all thought with the spiritual revolution. Right. And, you know, that's a common thing. Yeah, I do. In Marge's case, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say in Marge's case, so we don't, just so we don't get caught up in our right. own stories, um, it led her eventually to become a, a unity minister, and that's where I met her when she was running Unity of Tustin in Orange County, about an hour from where I live. I was uh, researching American Veda, and I was looking for people who had been uh, profoundly influenced by the Eastern teachings, especially you know the what we think of as Vedanta philosophy and yoga philosophy and so forth. And uh, somehow I heard about Marge and what she was doing in the context of the Unity Churches, which was you know they're they're very. Um, uh, 
open to all the spiritual uh, traditions of the world in general, and their founders, the Fillmores, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, were deeply influenced by India in the you know 1880s and 90s. Wow. So uh, it's not earlier. So they there's that uh, theme of it running through, and I knew that, and so and I but I found Marge. She was even more progressive than the average unity minister uh, and had turned that uh, church in um, Orange County into what she called a campus of consciousness. And, you know, she was having people uh, who were like Andrew Harvey and, and others come in and teach. Um, and um, so the people in Orange County through her were uh being exposed to a broad variety of spiritual traditions and practices it was very practice oriented and so they uh were directed in a in a not only a broader perspective but a deeper mm-hmm. experience and so uh I, I admired her and so i interviewed her for the book and mentioned her in there and again her book your souls Invisible. No. Uh, what is? No. That's that is her. Yeah. Your soul's, yeah, soul's invisible, invisible codes. Codes. Yeah. And then uh, subtitle your un- uh, sacred uh, love story. Love. And, and, and yeah, what what I, I thought was also, I, I if we interview again, I like to get into it more. She mentioned that right now she's not involved in doing any traditional meditation, but more it's a uh, permanent uh, a a I forget the exact term she used. It's in the interview but a stillness that's always there and sort of being mm-hmm. uh, connected to that. And uh, which I thought was, uh, was she put it uh, very nicely. And, uh, yeah. and, and she's looked in every direction. She's very open. She's very accepting. And, and the other thing uh, about her was uh, uh, the, uh, there's an emphasis on love. And we got into the discussion about yeah. different types of love and ultimately this spiritual uh, love. And uh, so... Yeah, she's she's given a lot of thought, and she's very uh, articulate in explaining the different stages of kind of understanding she's gone through. Yeah, and I've always found Marge to be a very uh, good blend of a rigorous intellect. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's a doc. She has a doctorate in education, and she's dived in deeply into you know a lot of the world's teachings, including. Uh, Ken Wilber's very complicated work right. on integral theory and and others, and so that uh, finds its way into her book. But at, at the same time, uh, she's really centered in her heart, and her new work on love makes a lot of sense if you know her. And uh, so there's an emotional and uh, deep interpersonal. Um, non-intellectual component as well so you know they those things mix and i'm very curious to see what um she's doing with her uh called by love institute and uh, the seminar she's doing on the stages of love and i'm sure that's grounded in uh research but uh, presented in a way that's um meaningful to people uh, uh, in terms of their own transformation. Yeah, my my, uh, impression was that she's somebody that's very bright, but also uh, has a uh, very advanced emotional intelligence. She's very connected. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. A balance that comes across. It's Mm -hmm. not just very abstract, but it's very 
you know, uh, she's very connected to what she's talking about. And, and sometimes mm -hmm. that's not easy when you're talking about stuff, uh, subject matter, spirituality, mysticism, which can be very, very abstract. So uh, uh, enjoyed it a great deal. Yeah, good. All right. Phil, one last thing I wanted to say, unrelated, and that is this is uh, November 2018, and uh, Father Thomas Keating uh, oh, yes. passed away uh, recently. And uh, he's someone um, we, you know, I've certainly had, and I know you had a lot of admiration for. He was a Trappist monk and really uh, somebody who was very open to uh, Eastern spirituality and continued the tradition of Thomas Merton. And he will be missed, but I think he's had yeah. a huge influence on a lot of people. Yes, and I, I regret that we were unable to uh, interview him for the podcast. Uh, but both of us had interviewed him for prior, right. uh, you know, when he was a little younger, mainly right. in his 80s, as opposed to, you know, 90s. Yeah. And uh, but we did interview people uh, who were associated with him, mm -hmm. uh, like Richard Rohr mm -hmm. and James Finley and Mirabai Starr and uh, Ken Wilbur. All those people were uh, involved with him and influenced by him. And yeah. I'm sure others that are in our archives. Yeah, as well. I, I had the good fortune of spending some time with him back in the 70s. And it was also uh, uh, Thomas Keating and also uh, an yeah, associate of his, Basil, Pennington. Ba Basil Pennington. And, yeah. Uh, both uh, uh, really wonderful men. In any event, uh, Phil, till, till next time. Next time. See ya. See ya.